Welcome to another special episode of the Spin Foil Theory Podcast. Unlike our regular format, tonight we won't be going over a specific theory or scoring it arbitrarily. That being said, this will remain a high-level discussion, and as such, we might not go into great detail about everything that we reference. However, if there's anything we go over that you would like to learn more about, please feel free to reach out to us through email or on Twitter. With that out of the way, please enjoy the rest of our show. Welcome to the Spinfoil Theory Podcast. This is your host, Taylor B. and Little Michael. Howdy! I got I got a little I got a little excited because we have a guest on here, so when I start talking about the bagels, you might have noticed the stutter. Little bagels. Uh, I just want you to know bagels, it had nothing to do with you. I I, I fully acknowledge that I am uh stutter worthy. Yeah. I mean I mean I mean, ladies, if your nickname is the locks, do we have a guy for you? I'm just saying there there have been less successful peaches and herb. That's not even a dish. No, just putting that out there. <laughs> the locks and bagels, though, that practically writes itself. <laughs> but, but anyway, um, in, in this, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> in this week's special episode, we have we have a we have a close friend of the show and and very special guest. We have Victoria the Snuckle Bunny. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. How about you guys? Thank very you. Well. I was gonna say cl- clearly, yeah. I'm in my prime. You really are coming, this is coming your at element. the show, coming at the show like this. Um, so today we have we have a little bit of a special episode. Um, our good friend Victoria is actually a professional developer. Um, and what we thought we would do is selflessly uh, hedge that resource of friendship and apply it to our show <laughs> and get her to let us ask her random questions about a game we all really enjoy. It's called Destiny. <laughs> um yeah. and. And so, you know, uh, quite quite greatly, graciously, she accepted our offer to exploit her knowledge <laughs> for entertainment purposes. Uh, but yeah, so uh, what what we'll be doing today is a little is a little different, um, given Victoria's sort of a uh, um, different point of view when when uh, looking at games and and being on the back end of games and being you know involved in the industry. Uh, we're just gonna take like a stab at you know some of our favorite encounters and just kind of get a little bit of insight as to how a dev uh, you know may have approached it, may may have uh, took a look at the the situation because she she really knows the ins and outs. She it, it's an educated answer. <laughs> so with that, bags take it away. No, no, no. <laughs> just, just throw it up. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I, I I'm more than happy to take it away. Uh, Do it. Yeah, so uh, part of what we wanted to focus on was uh, I know Taylor and I had a, had a couple of encounters mm-hmm, in mind mm-hmm, that we can mm-hmm. kind of throw throw your way and see what your your opinion on was right right away and see where we kind of kind of go from there. So um, uh, if you want to, uh, let's uh, let's start with the uh, the prophecy dungeon. I think that's a good good place to start as, as any because uh, certainly there's some cool design elements and some uh, fantastic. Uh, Fantastic, at least uh, 
color you, schemes and that sort of do stuff. Think, that, do you that think they stood yeah. personally? Yeah. So, um, so like, and the best armor came out of there too. So well, <laughs> that's entirely. I, I I really want to know. Do you think when they were building it, they started with the lo-fi beats, or do you think they added the lo-fi beats later? <laughs> That was probably a later thing. I would have... See, this is why I can't be... I would have started with the lo-fi beats. Just built the entire thing around that? It, it would have... You like, would have gone in there... The I have a dream moment. Well, I, I was going to say, it's like you would have stepped in the dungeon, you were like, wow, this is jaggy and not very well put together. Is that a corner? I don't know. But... But man, these... These lo-fi beats is hype. <laughs> you, you have no question there. All right, I'm gonna stop being an idiot. Sorry. <laughs> no. Um. So no. Uh. When you when you first step into that dungeon, what what are your first like thoughts um, about how um how Bungie might have uh uh basically had had ideas for for something like that, or uh, were they all eighty kids uh just basically living out of fantasy? Well, that's <laughs> it's actually it's actually I do want to ask it because because prophecy starts off so differently than uh, some of the un- the others because you you kind of have that central open area in, in between mm-hmm. each each part that you do. So yeah, that's a great place to start. Thanks, mm-hmm. thank, thank you, Banks. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, uh, I have to give it to the Bungie team because each time they release a new dungeon or a raid, it seems to be getting better and better. Um, and especially that helps with the artwork. Uh, I find that trying to figure out what you need to do and where you need to be um, in earlier raids was very obvious because the artwork made it very clear what you needed to do. Um, with Prophecy, the design of the world and how it looks is like you said very 80s arcade um but it's also very uh, how do you put this like um i don't know if you've seen the movie the cube but it's an idea that's like an escape it's a rubik's cube, cube and it keeps moving around and twisting mm-hmm. and sounds, you have to find your way to escape sounds terrifying. <clears throat> and the prophecy sorry what that sounds terrifying <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like a 90s horror i think yeah late 90s horror uh, but it's that same kind of idea that you have a path to take. Your path might not be the most direct path to take, but you can get there in different angles and different ways. <clears throat> it's definitely something uh, harder to program than a linear straight. This is where you need to go. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so it's very creative that way. But the whole the whole artistic flow to it feels to me a lot like Dreaming City, but on acid. <laughs> like, <laughs> If you lived in the Dreaming City and took acid, you would be in the Prophecy Dungeon. I mean, the and and you know what's what's really funny about that is there's pieces of other worlds just like plopped into the sand there yeah. as you ride around too. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, well, all right, if I'm on acid, okay, we're doing this right. We're doing this right. Are those are those LEDs in the sky? I'm not sure anymore. <laughs> got, got some, got some things. Um, one one thing that I I would I would really be uh, curious about from your standpoint when the encounter is built around sort of like a central area and you go off at like a different corners. I think is how it kind of mm-hmm. works out uh, to to do like <clears throat> another encounter. Then you come back. Do you start with when you're trying to get people to go a specific way in the game? Mm-hmm. I, I feel like Bungie does this a lot by, like, putting things for you to shoot in the way you're supposed to go. Oh, 
And like, so like, so, how, how, like, yeah, I guess to like finish out my question in a, in a, in a complete sentence, sorry. Um, it's okay. <laughs> how, I knew where you were going. Yeah. How do you guys, how, 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 how do, uh, how do you, or, or, or how do you think, uh, the, the devs at Bungie took, took a look at, uh, guiding the player without, without having those navvy moments, you know, like, listen, just listen. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah. Um, this is actually a mechanic that they teach you when you start designing levels is how to guide a player to a location without putting a giant arrow in the sky. Um, there are little markers you can do and little things that you can feel towards. Um, so in the case of Destiny, they use a lot of uh, lighting. So it, if you look carefully enough, you can find that the light is slightly brighter to the location you need to go to. Um, it's harder with Destiny because it's a, it's not a real world, but if you looked at a, a real world game, um, a mountain in the distance would be like, that's where you need to go. And it's, it's in the distance. It's not actually, you're ever going to get there, but that's, it's, it's like your compass in the air that you look at. And, and Destiny has a bunch of things like that, whether it's enemies, that if, let's face it, if you're playing Destiny and there's enemies on the map, you probably have to go over there. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and there's, there's the mechanic rule that almost all games follow is that they don't put things in the game that are punishing for no reward. Mm -hmm. Most games, most players don't play if they have to defeat all these enemies and then there's nothing there. It's very rare that that happens. Um, there's a horror game that does that, that everyone hates. And I think it's, it, it's not darkness, but it's something like that. But it's, it's an extremely punishing dark, game with dark no souls? reward. Dark Souls, that's it. Oh. Um, <laughs> where okay. like you can go and go and go and go, and then there's no chest loot at the end. It's one of the reasons people hate the game. It's a background mechanic people don't really realize. But in Destiny, uh, yeah, if, if you find a group of en enemies, you're most likely going to be rewarded for something there. So when they build their levels and build their designs, light is a key factor for Destiny because we're guardians and we're all about light until Stasis came along. <laughs> we're not going to talk about that. No, I'm not evil. No, I don't follow the Gambit dude. <laughs> I, 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 I mean, I am here to talk about some Stasis. Uh, or, or as I like to call them, ice powers, because that's what fucking ice is. I'm so mad. You get, you get, all right, my own little tangent here, my own little tangent here, my own little tangent here, when people say it's not ice, it's not ice, it's, it's, it's the slowing down of, like, what the fuck do you think ice is, asshole, like, no, like, seriously, like, you're talking to me like it's I've ice. never, like, I've never been to fucking science before, like, I don't care if you froze blood, whatever, if you made a hard thing from a liquid thing, chances are it's got water in it. Ironically, stasis. One of the reigning theories that I've been coming across is that stasis is actually based in perfect crystals and not actually on ice. So it's not actually based around cold. It's just based based around crystals uh, crystallizing you and 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 putting and keeping you in place as a result. Okay, of but ice. like the only time that happens in nature is with water and when it freezes. Like yeah, it's not. So it's not like it's not like you're filled with fucking you know amber that was heated up. <laughs> Until they exposed it to 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 paracausal stuff, like like no no like I I I can appreciate where they're coming from, but I feel like because Bungie doesn't want to call it ice, they're forcing us to go through these mental gymnastics to fucking try and explain their thing when it's just fucking ice. That's what it is. 
it's ice. And to Taylor's point is there's actually a cave in this world, in the real world, um, that has these giant quartz crystals. Mm-hmm. And it you're not actually allowed to explore it by law. You're not allowed to go in there. Um, the maximum people have ever gone in there is 20 to 30 minutes because it's so humid and so hot that you just, your body starts bye-bye. Like, you're, you're dead. You have to go in, in special thermal outfits and... It's just the crystals are just so hot. It's not very common you find crystals make an area cold. Mm-hmm. Even when you find a giant quartz uh, mine somewhere more north or more deep into a cave, it's not actually cold. It's usually warmer. So, yeah, I'm going to, on a real world level, debunk that crystal theory <laughs> and go, it's ice. <laughs> but that, Thank that's you. My opinion. Thank you. <laughs> for for everyone that doesn't know, me and Taylor almost never agree on anything. <laughs> that's that's that that's not true. <laughs> the only appropriate answer to that. <laughs> but anyway, sorry, sorry, I, I interrupted you with with my with my silliness and and my my it's all good. my my need. To say that it's fucking ice power? No, Taylor, it's not ice power. <laughs> but I make ice picks and freeze people and then shatter their ice. N- Taylor, get the fuck off your horse, okay? <laughs> They're not ice powers. <clears throat> it's called stasis. What does stasis mean? Well, it's where you slow things down by removing the heat. And stasis sh- could just yeah go ahead. <laughs> no, no, I'm just being a jerk. I'm just being. It, stasis could just be called ice in another world. Like mm-hmm. it's it's a it's a different universe. People can call things whatever they who's want. Your, who's your favorite member of the original X Men? Stasis Man. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it, it, it was Batman fighting Mister Stasis? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> he was he he was he he was Mister. Uh, God, what's another what's another word? He was Mr. Preservation. The difference between stasis and preserving is preserving just lowers the... (laughs) Ignore me. All right, I'm going to have to stop. Please continue your intelligent comments and conversation, guys. I have no idea where I was. (laughs) Uh, I I think where we were was on... uh... The guidance that that Bungie provides, and uh, for example, the the prophecy oh. dungeon, and yeah. basically how how they clue you in on where where you're going. Yeah. So I had mentioned that there's little lights that help you, and light helps you guide you. And even more basic and to the point of that is Toland. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like in many many different dungeons, cases, open world, you can find Toland directing you where you need to go. Um, you see it in. Uh, oh those things I hated to do. That narrows it down. Uh, no. <laughs> the the patrols on the moon and that sort of thing, too. And Yeah, and the Dreaming, the dreaming City stuff in the yep. Ascendant yep. Plane. Oh, the Ascendant Challenges. Yep. The Ascendant yep. Challenges. All those, like, Toland, it kind of leads you and guides you where you need to go. Sure. Um, and it's a little light. It's Destiny. Destiny's main cue for where you need to go is follow the light, I find. He even refers to himself as your Virgil several times throughout uh, throughout the game. So it, it's yeah. both a yeah. literal literal guide in in game and and a practical guide from Bungie's perspective. Well, I love I love yeah. that he I love that he picked Virgil too as opposed to uh, to Homer. 
Sure. Oh. Because because Virgil yeah. classically in the Aeneid copied the Iliad. <laughs> right. So like they he he he's the guy who like is most famous at least in perpetuity for plagiarizing. <laughs> story. Like, and then and then here Tolan comes along telling you all about the hive stuff in this book he read. But psych it's his book now. Yeah, of course it's his book. Uh, that's like staple for history. What I found it, it's mine. <laughs> <laughs> right finders keepers Isn't that right. you made this <laughs> picks it up i made this <laughs> yep yep <laughs> so um yeah just kind of continuing on uh the prophecy thought process um mm-hmm. I, obviously we've got um obviously we've got that that big desert area that just kind of exists as kind of a like a way station between between the major aspects of the the dungeon and i really liked the the concept of using the planetary locations that were going to be sunset with beyond light Mm -hmm. as a as a basis there uh titan Mm -hmm. io uh i know all up here there and uh mars is of course too Mm -hmm. and um just do you have any thoughts on on that as well? Just how they kind of used the visualization of those planets and how they were being sunset. <coughs> Sorry. Um, so right now, really trendy in all forms of media is nostalgia, mm-hmm. um, and so they bring back Hawkmoon because it brings memory. It is Hawkmoon, right? <laughs> <laughs> it is Hawkmoon, you're <laughs> uh, They bring back things like that for nostalgia for people because it brings hype, it brings memories up, and it wants people to keep playing more. So instead of building these little areas that are just regular art, they went, oh, well, it would be fun and cool if we kind of made this look like this planet that you can't play on anymore. So it brings back that nostalgia because that nostalgia feels... For most people, nostalgia is good memories. Um, but it brings back that happiness feeling inside. And then you have that happiness feeling when you're playing a video game. It's the same reason all of us geeks and nerds got really excited when we watched Stranger Things and they're playing D&D. <laughs> we're like, oh my gosh, that was me when I was a kid. Or, you know, like Dude, that was us yesterday. We yeah. <laughs> that was us yesterday. Uh, yeah. D&D. Which, which, speaking of which, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna use this uh, recorded chance to say you gotta come in the cyberpunk game. I know I invited <laughs> you. I know I invited you already, and yeah. you very graciously let me know how busy you were and overwhelmed, and that's great. I'm here yeah. to push the issue again. No, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I will find time to make a character. Yes, and Kari will help you design it. <coughs> Kari will help you design it in Hero Forge. Oh, interesting. Really fun. <laughs> um, I don't even know where I was again. But... Sorry. <laughs> so okay. I'm sure this happens a lot, so it's okay. <laughs> this is why I have to edit almost exclusively because of, <laughs> because of myself. <laughs> it's fun. Um, um, you were talking about nostalgia and and bringing back uh, oh. older older material. I think uh, specifically talking about Hawkmoon. Yeah. So. When they were when they bring back Hawkmoon, they brought back a lot of nostalgia for people, and people got really excited about it. Now, we all know that quest kind of flopped, and um, Bungie had to go in and try and make some fixer upsers because it was pretty much impossible to beat with the player base that we had. 
active at the time. <clears throat> and uh, they're, they're, they have said that they're bringing back um, Vault of Glass, which was one of people's favorite um, mm -hmm. raids for D1. They're going to bring it back for D2. They're going to make some changes to it, obviously. Uh, one of the biggest things... <laughs> so, uh, Beggles and I, um, on New Year's, went back and played Destiny 1 raids. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and they're different, and movement is very different. And the biggest <laughs> difference was you cannot ledge grab. So, for D2 players who have never played D1, um, if you go back and try and play that... It sucks when you're trying to jump on things, and there's a lot of jumping in the raids, and I I suck at jumping, period. Just everyone <laughs> here will back me up on that. <laughs> I apparently use... Uh, so I play Titan, and... That was um, your first I mistake use... for jumping. I just want to say that right there. <laughs> you should have just known that you had butt farts, and that's how you move around now. <laughs> <laughs> it's to the point uh, where uh, Snuggle has boots named after her, the ocean ship boots, otherwise yeah. known as the lion rampants. Yeah, my ocean boots. And other people have started calling them the ocean boots too, which is great. <laughs> so great. <laughs> but it's because it's I would jump bail it out, my instant reaction would be, oh shit, every time. So I'd have to put on my ocean boots so it would stop failing so much. Uh, I just, I can't jump. And going back to D1 remembering that you can't ledge grab things i think i died only once on jumping in all of the raids which is actually really impressive for me <laughs> and it was at the dick wall and i went flying everybody <laughs> does the dick wall <laughs> i know that was king's wall i just went flying across the I, street i, I realize i realize <laughs> i realize how this is going to sound and and that it might excite some people but i thrived on the d wall <laughs> I, I'm actually not surprised by that. <laughs> yeah, I was I was in my element. I dude, all right. So I I didn't even play the other two classes. I I I think for most of my D1 career, I actually just had three hunters. I oh, was geez. able. I only I played hunter in D1. I was able to do spark runner on all three classes. Like that's by the end of D1. Like that's how like down I had the movements. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then and then once I could ledge grab, I was like, "Oh, like what was I practicing for? This is <laughs> this is amazing." <clears throat> but they've progressed so much from D one to D two in their raids and their mechanics. Um, so going to the dick wall, it was hard because um, the mechanics of the collision are, wall. Are we not doing phrasing? The D wall was hard. Oh. <laughs> I didn't even realize that. I just, I um, had, I'll edit my stupid joke out, but Jesus Christ, come on. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so we, a lot of the D1 raids were harder because of the building of the game. It wasn't as much the mechanics of the game, but how it was designed. You would die because for some reason part of the wall wasn't covering you from splash damage because the collision was off. But the equivalent to the D wall in Destiny 2 is the blights that shoot at you. And that's not about collision. It's not about the odd shaping of something. It is literally you are in front of it, you are going to go flying. So they've gotten so much better in their mechanics and their raids, making the difficulty actually real mechanics and not terrain issues. 
more yeah. so you you died because of this and you know directly why instead yeah. of oh that was bullshit type type of thing yeah right there yeah <laughs> except for you know like garden of salvation where things just go wrong sometimes all the time yeah there that was kind of a glitchy raid to, to say the least uh, and and they they've kind of fixed a bunch of that to, to this point they've they've been pretty good recently about going back and and fixing a lot of the bugs outside of like spire of stars where uh, there, <laughs> there were bugs everywhere and they could do nothing about it apparently <laughs> spire of stars was working as intended you were fighting the vex <laughs> I'm so I I raid with these guys and I have been playing with you guys for a while and it's one of those things that to get I have one completion of Spire of Star only one <laughs> ever and it's because I can't convince them to go back and play it and if we do we have to do it on like the hardest difficulty to make it worth it which sure. of course then you get to the end and we're like nope we're out bye yeah. <laughs> like, it's, it's always get up to the boss get everybody the chance to get their sleeping powers, and we're out honestly <laughs> yeah. I was just there for the chalice emote and then they put it at the front of the raid and then there was yeah. no reason to go to the end yeah mm-hmm. and I don't mind so much because I have really good luck for drops so I don't usually have to do things very often so on that one I said last wish with uh oh. voices. <laughs> oh my gosh, it was so painful. That took so long. And especially cuz like it's hard to convince your friends to keep doing raids that are like not their latest raid cuz most people want to do the latest raid cuz they're like, "Oh, I got all my stuff already." And Lash Wish has a lot of jumping weird mechanics. That's the one where the pipes you have to jump on at one point, I believe. Jump up uh, on the pipes and go around. I, I, I don't think that's Last Wish. I think that's Leviathan. Correct. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, last... Uh, and I think Last Wish, I've actually never done it without doing a cheese. <laughs> I would say at this point, most people have not. Uh, I will say that the actual encounter is beautiful. And it's a mm -hmm. shame that the the cheese is such a, a mandate at this point. Uh, yeah. Because how beautiful that last encounter design is, but it is complicated. I will grant grant you that, and mm. um, it's it it takes some pretty good team coordination to actually successfully complete it. Once you understand the mechanics to it, it's really not that bad. It's not punishing in that yeah. in that sense, but it, it's it's uh it's punishing to try and teach it and learn it. I, I will say that yeah. for sure. We, we should do it. We should do it the official way at some point uh, between, uh, between us. Uh, if if you're uh, up for it, <laughs> yeah, no, that's fine. I would. I'd be willing to try it. I like. I do. <clears throat> the one thing that I am actually very good at with raids is that if you give me a role and teach me how to do it, I will own the shit out of that role. Mm -hmm. I am very good can, at my role. <laughs> I can speak to this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. Um, I know my shit. And. When shit goes down, I'm actually really good at clutching a situation. Mm -hmm. um, so if someone's screwed up somewhere, I'm usually good at picking up and fixing things. Mm -hmm. But I'm also the party pooper because because of how I how well I know the win factors. That if someone dies, just one person dies, I'm like it's a wipe, and they're like no 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 keep going. I'm like literally the person with the object that we need is dead. That object is now gone. It's a wipe. Like, mm -hmm. just, mm -hmm. just do it. Sometimes so I always sound like a... Yeah. yeah. So I just sound like a bitch all the time, basically. Because <laughs> I'm like, nope, it's a wipe, guys. Go. <laughs> but, 
Yeah, no. If anyone ever calls you, if anyone ever calls you a B for being like that, we'll be like, I'm a bitch. I'm a lover. I'm Hulk Hogan. <laughs> hey there, brother. And then just like, <laughs> just like, yeah. s- like slip it in there, and they'll be like, oh well, shit. Now I'm all right. Well, now I'm a wrestling fan. And uh, <laughs> bone saw is ready. All right, I don't know what I was complaining about. <laughs> but the natural will... man is here. Sorry. I will say the mechanics of the latest raid, Deepstone Crypt, um, were really awesome and really nice. And having all those different buffs were very nostalgic to how uh, Wrath of the Machine went, and especially the last mm-hmm. room where you had different roles and you had to move around and potentially have to switch things and drop things. It, it, it re- yeah, it requires a lot of callouts like Wrath did. Uh, yeah. And that, that, and that, it definitely brings a lot of callbacks to that, especially yeah. when, when we did that on New Year's. It's like, it's surprisingly how similar Wrath and Deep Stone Crypt actually are in just how they're mechanic driven. And it's less about, total DPS and more just about the precision in being at the right place at the right time and cutting out what needs to be done. <clears throat> yeah, so when when uh, when Destiny does that, it's they take code that they've already used that they know works and they can reconfigure it for their latest uh, consoles and upgrades. Mm-hmm. So when you're taking a code and you're familiar with it, there's a lot less work to go into it. Mm-hmm. There is a lot of work, but there's a lot less because you know the if factors already. Sure. Um, so, as as a game dev going into Deepstone Crypt blind on day one, um, <laughs> I was able to very quickly figure out what we needed to do. Um, we we <laughs> we were, <clears throat> despite the fact that my team was not the strongest team to be going into a raid, we figured out the mechanics that we could figure out. It was just executing them was a really big issue. Um, and in the first, the first non-Sparrow encounter, uh, we were actually doing it the hard way, but we were successful in that. We didn't know that there was going to be an easier way. Mm -hmm. Same with most people going into the first boss. It was two balls at a time. Now the challenge is, yeah, the challenge is four balls, but... All of us, I think most of us will agree that doing it four balls is so much easier <laughs> if you can do it. <laughs> if you can uh, yeah. do it, then do it. Uh, yeah. Um, speaking of the the first encounter, one, one of the brilliances that I, I find for, for Bungie and putting together a raid is typically that there are multiple ways that you can complete. And um, there's always usually an, a most efficient way and the way that LFG... Uh, decides that is the way to do it, and then if you go against that, you are kicked from the party type of situation. <laughs> but uh, Convert um, or get out. <laughs> but at the same time, the fact that there are multiple ways that you can get around an encounter and complete it successfully is really nifty, in, in, in my opinion. Um, so yeah. it, can, you, can you wrap our minds around designing encounters that way? Uh, I'm kind of curious what your thoughts are like on that. So, from a gaming standpoint, when you design uh, a, a mechanic, a raid like this, you usually have a base way of doing it. Um, so, you have one way that it is designed to work, and that is what pretty much most of your testing is going to be done on, is this way of doing things. Mm-hmm. And 
be in a game like Destiny 2 where you have so many different supers and so many different jumps and so much different elements to things, you're going to find that other things work easier than others. Mm-hmm. Um, so a well will keep you safe on a floor that lights up on fire down below and you might be able to last longer. Um, or <clears throat> a bubble will keep you safe from lightning falling from the sky. There are so many different factors that they don't factor those in because it's unfair to expect that to complete this raid, you need a Titan bubble. Mm-hmm. So you will find that there are different ways to finish things, but the core way of finishing it is one design. Mm-hmm. And uh, <clears throat> Mark, yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. <laughs> no, go ahead. I, I was just going to say uh, that kind of reminds me of, of D1 where everything was pretty static in how mm-hmm. you had to approach things. Like, you pretty much always needed at least a bubble in all encounters in order to successfully complete most of them. Mm-hmm. I, I can't think of too many raids without where, where you did Wrath, Wrath of the Machine without a bubble in order to defeat the first boss, because yeah. it was, it made made it almost impossible to two-phase the boss. Yeah. Uh, it, basically, you needed that bubble to get the additional DPS out. And so it was it, if you didn't have a bubble titan, it was like, no, this isn't going to happen sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. But in, in D two, it seems like there's a lot more flexibility on on that sort of sort of element where you can have whatever classes, and, and in fact, they encourage it via some of the triumphs, uh, having all the same class, that sort of thing. Remember when? Yeah. T- remember when you would get booted for being a hunter in the raid? <laughs> oh, yeah. Actually, no. So I, I I guess I had the completely different experience in D one as everyone else. So I was with a different clan in D one than you guys. And they had no hunters. No one played hunters. So when I started playing Destiny, I was like, well, what class do I play? They're like, hunter. And I'm like, okay, okay. Oh, like, yeah. I, uh, for, for what it's worth, like, whenever you went into a raid, if you were doing anything but PvP, I think for most people, uh, they would be like, oh, yeah, no, we want Warlock or Titan. Because they either want Res or they... Because there wasn't a well back then, right? So either, they either wanted Resurrection or they wanted the Bubble. And if you if you didn't do either of those, bye. There was no reason. There was really no reason to bring a hunter into the into any raid, just because you couldn't do anything. You couldn't even crowd control. And then you brought Dark Below, which being able to hide and stay alive was actually really useful, <laughs> even more so than Res, because they would just res themselves into a shit ton of thrall. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we literally had to force force a player into playing Titan in D1, so we would have a bubble. Oh, jeez. It was pretty bad. We had only Warlocks and Hunters initially. Oh, wow. Yeah, I literally had the complete opposite. They didn't have any Hunters, and they wanted Tether all the time. So I played, like, Tether to no end. So, yeah, this is before Tether. Once Tether came out, Hunters had utility, but uh, but when it was uh, just uh, when it was just Gunslinger and uh, um, the Arc Sword, No, no, yeah, not Arc Strider. Okay, Arc yeah, Blade, yeah. Why that would be a when it was just those two, they, nobody wanted you in the raid, because uh, you didn't have, you didn't even have the mask to super soup up Golden Gun at first. Mm-hmm. So you were, yeah. you were literally, like, good in PvP and hiding. <laughs> yeah. And so, and like, it wasn't until Dark Below that people were like, you know, this guy's really good at fucking hiding. <laughs> you know, I didn't, I thought I was pretty good about, like, you know, I can't hide all the time, but maybe when I die, I'm like, oh, psych. <laughs> but then he comes yeah. along and he's like, oh, I punch you, invisible. I hit the ground, <laughs> invisible. I'm just gonna take a knee. And I'm invisible. <laughs> like... <laughs> 
I loved I loved E one and going back on going back for New Year's Eve was so much fun, so much nostalgia, so much going through things and figuring out where your stuff was and what's your best <laughs> loadout and like why you never got a super. <laughs> so so here's what here's what I I, I noticed and, and maybe you can give some uh, you can probably give some insight on here. So mm-hmm. SRL. I don't know if anyone knows this. No, no, but like I wrote, I wrote. I think it might still be up there. But I, I wrote the uh, the one of the one of the original guides for Sparrow Racing League uh, back on Crucible Playbook. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in the Kells Angels Classic. I got stomped because those guys were really good. But like the guy who stomped <laughs> me ended up winning, so I don't feel that bad. Um, yeah, there you go. But uh, the game has different physics in SRL than it did in the open world. So your your Sparrow was balanced differently. The yep. center of gravity was different. The way it handled was different, and its damage mechanics, uh, what have you, were in completely different. Like uh, one one way I said it, like you know, if you you can balance a uh, a pen with a cap on it, like right, the yeah. usual the point of gravity is like usually like right where the the cap meets. Yeah. Uh, so it's a little like off center. That's how it is in SRL. Whereas, like mm-hmm. in the open world, it's like you're driving a grocery cart. You have four wheels that all can turn in whatever direction you want to go in, <laughs> and it'll take you that way. So, and, and your center of gravity is more dead center as a result. But yeah, like so, like it. Why do you think, like one, what were some reasons maybe that they they had to either do a different engine or like change the physics? for SRL and like how how do they even go about that like did they have to rebuild it like I'm so curious um so what they probably did would be um they would rewrite the uh the mechanics that work on the sparrow in the sparrow racing um just to make it more dynamic so that there's more of a variation when you drive your sparrow uh, in D2, you can notice this now. If you guys are driving the same Sparrow going through places, you pretty much are neck and neck the entire time. Mm-hmm. There's no variation unless someone literally drives into a wall. Unle- um, unless you're Taylor and you put him into a wall. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> that happened a couple times with me. I, lo- I like, I love, I love, I think it was Tech, <laughs> one of our clan members, but I think it was Tech. He was like, this guy doesn't know how to drive. Like, I don't know how to drive. You're the one in the wall. Yeah, no, that was just the other week, actually. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm ahead of you. I don't know how to drive. What is this? <laughs> yeah, I think I drove past him after he said that, too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, so they would have put more mechanics on it so that there was more of a variation so that you're all not huddled beside each other going through it as long as you can drive the path correctly. Um, so... Every little, like, whether you're tapping the button for speed, whether you're holding it, whether it's short bursts, those make a giant more, uh, more of a difference than just when you're on a planet. So that there is a more of a variation between first, second, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth. I think it was six, right? That ran six or eight? Eight. There were six, there were six main encounters, yeah. If you got in top three, it counted as a win. If you got in bottom three, it counted as a loss. I suck it driving my sparrow like absolutely suck at it and um so you signed up for our underground srl right oh i'm i'm judging it (laughs) you have to you have to no i think we might need bodies if if you make me do it i am literally going you're gonna say on your mark get set go and i'm gonna sit there 
<laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm gonna that's... drive backwards and then forwards and be like, "Look, I got first <laughs> That's gonna be either the ultimate, either the ultimate like gimme win for whoever you get bracketed against, or it's gonna be like the ultimate anime move where they don't understand what happened and then they go off and then you win just because they died or something. Yeah, yeah. default. Default. <laughs> I was gonna say, create. Don't don't fall for the anime moves. You've watched too much anime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm like very highly competitive. So if I have to put myself in situations where I'm I know I'm going to lose, it's not gonna go well for me. Uh, and all of my D one sparrow racing was done by Chris. Um, <laughs> the he did it all. I I don't, I think I tried it a couple times, and I'm like, nope. And then he spent, like, two days doing all of my, like, triumphs and completions and everything I needed with that. Because I was like, nope. <laughs> for, the, for, those of, for our listeners who don't know, uh, Chris is her Sigo, Significant <laughs> Outro. <laughs> no. Just wanted to put that out He's... there. And our, yeah. and our DM. It's true. Yeah, and our DM. He's <laughs> he's the reason I started playing Destiny. Um, he's the reason that I got into game development. And... Oh. Uh, there's there's a lot of funny stories of when I first started playing Destiny with him. Uh, oh, I've his, I've heard about uh, the uh, I've heard about the uh, the stick control. <laughs> yeah, uh, um, I would pretty much only use one joystick, and my thumbs would be all the way up in the air the entire time. <laughs> um, I didn't aim for like the first three to six months of playing Destiny. I didn't I, use the aim button. So, I had fired everything, and so, I was really good for so him. So I will, I, I, I've never said this. I feel like you picked up <laughs> Destiny, and the only reference you had was old school Wolfenstein 3D. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and that was all, like, you were just putting all those skills to use, but that was all you had in your toolkit. You're like, other <laughs> yeah. stick, okay, aiming, not now. it was it was just too much to deal with too much to like (laughs) try and figure out and my thumbs got so sore all the time (laughs) well yeah they're up in the air yeah yeah now my pinkies get sore instead (laughs) um so 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 a question uh kind of going back to uh to prophecy the end of (laughs) yeah the, the 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 end of well this kind of reminded me of it so like sorry if this is like a a, a weird gear shift everyone but uh, no but, no it's fine but uh, but I was I was I was actually wondering go, go back to prophecy so like speaking mm-hmm. of like sort of surprises you know at the end of prophecy where they warp you around and the 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 room mechanics change like what was once yeah. the floor is now this is now like the wall like etc and it like rolls around like that when they built. When they build that encounter, like I think, I think like some stuff is obvious. Like obviously, like if all, if all, if all walls of the of the box are meant to at some point be the floor, then it's got to be designed yeah. that way, right? But mm-hmm. when they're warping you around, like how do they go about that? Because it always feels like you always feel like you're off kilter. But then I wonder if it's actually the room that's been shifted, and then my camera's still actually pointing in like the physics engine, like the same way it always was. Uh, so my theory on that is <clears throat> and from a mechanic standpoint of how to build that um is it's not the same room that you're always in i think that when you're going through that phase of everything switching you're actually just doing a load into a different room 
like, it just hides hides the loading mechanic. And, yeah. Sure. Yeah, because you lose sight at like certain points, and I think that's what it is. Um, that's sneaky. <laughs> Wait, does I that mean it's... we could like drill through like uh, like run DMC into the Aerosmith video? Just like punch through the oh, wall. Sorry, you cut out. I couldn't hear you. Oh, I, I was say? saying, I was like, do you think we could, we could, we could, if they're all separate rooms, maybe next to each other, do you think we could drill through like Run DMC in the Aerosmith video? <laughs> Just punch through until we're rocking with them. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's the way I feel it would work, and unfortunately, until I can get outside of the room, I can't really tell you that. Sure. Um, but I feel like the amount of work that would get to switch all your gravity in a room and change it would be a lot of work and unfortunately i haven't seen enough glitches that have to do with gravity to make me think that it's the same room this is a this is really interesting because that's such like a, <laughs> a simple and elegant way to to solve it it reminds me of a, you know how like ray tracing is the big thing now yeah, I was yeah. reading an article about how they did reflections back on like the Dreamcast and much like weaker machines, and it was basically they just loaded the sprite twice with the reverse mechanics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why you don't see mirrors in older games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it was like in, in Shenmue, there's like mm-hmm. all these different scenes where like the floor is mirrored because you're in like a really posh place with like some like granite and shit, right? And yeah. you have a reflection, and they go back. They're like, no, we just loaded your sprite twice. Yep. And it's just yeah, on the exactly other side of the room, like mirroring your actions, and I'm just like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I learned that when I played Fallout a lot because their mirrors are all broken or really dusty, and I was getting really frustrated. I'm like, why can't I ever see a reflection in anything unless it's a cutscene? I could only see things in cutscenes. It wasn't until um, well Bethesda again actually that I played Prey. And you have so many reflections everywhere. You have it in the glass. You have it in the mirror. You have everywhere, and you're just like, oh. And then when you're um, when you're a designer, uh, the most powerful thing on your screen is always your player in most games. So it's the most engine heavy thing. And so every time you do a reflection, that's a lot to load. That's a lot of. Um, <clears throat> how do I put this for you guys? Like a lot of, because there's a lot of different, yeah, a lot of different things that go into your face and all the, it's called faces, every, (laughs) oddly it's called faces. Um, Wait, so I shouldn't get defenses and say a lot, I shouldn't get defensive and be like, (laughs) a lot of things go into your face. Um, (laughs) Like the leg, like Lego characters will have a lot of less faces because they're square. Mm Mm-hmm. When you have to start rounding things that you have to make, it's like taking a net, right? And you wrap it around your skin. That is, that's basically your, your faces. And the more holes that you have, the more of uh, a smooth, rounded shape you can get. Whereas if you have less holes, then it's more, it's flat. So a box will have less faces than a sphere. A significantly less faces. Sure. Um, and the more faces you load the slower your engine's going to run. So when they start putting more and more characters into things, the engine will start chugging. Um, in <clears throat> The Last of Us 2, 
it was beautiful for the opening and you're walking through grass and the grass moves nicely, but there's, there's two figures on the screen. The moment you got into town, the art plummeted and anyone who was an artist could see, oh my gosh, like this got really bad. They had so many more characters um, and things were just chunkier. So when you, uh, the more you add into into an engine when you face it, the the slower your game's gonna get. And I forgot where I was going with this. Isn't that wonderful? <laughs> <laughs> um, um, the more the more res- the more resources you use, uh, the more um... just just how yeah, it's gonna determine <laughs> how 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 slow the the engine's going to run based on how how many more polygons or how many more textures are it all started with ray tracing and loading sprites twice yeah (laughs) (laughs) i think the point was there but yeah yeah Uh, it's also the reason that you have a limit that you can go into the tower with and when it's more full you can start seeing people chug as they load in (laughs) right (laughs) like you can you can see that that's pretty obvious um but with prophecy and the mechanics in the last room i definitely do think it's separate rooms um, I just haven't seen enough glitches that have to do with um, gravity to think that it's the same room. Now, there's, there's always going to be glitches in everything, no matter what, no matter how perfect you make a game. But the fact that that is such a huge mechanic in that room, and I have not seen a gravity glitch where someone got stuck to a wall somewhere else, that right. it makes me believe that they're separate rooms. That that entirely makes sense. I, I too, have not seen anything to make me think otherwise in that, that same vein. <laughs> yeah. So, um, that's how I feel it works. <laughs> yeah. Um I think I think I really want to I really want to round off here with a question about the thoughts that tend to go into everyone's favorite point of contention I feel like <laughs> loot tables. <laughs> now what kind of maths are they doing to keep me from the raid rocket launcher and who do i have to punch (laughs) who do i have to punch um so this is this is great about loot tables um and with with uh i have to deal with the same kind of math with the video game i make with connect play um trying to balance those is really really hard because it's it's if a loot drop, say the rocket is 5%, I'm actually not sure what it is, but if it was 5%, it means every time you go into the into the raid and you complete it, you have 5% chance of getting it. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean when you do it again, it's now 10% or 15 It does not increase. So every time you do it, you have 5% uh, drop rate. So you can take a dice at home, a D100, if you're a geek like us and own D100s, <laughs> um, and roll the dice. And if you get between one and five, then you can get it. But you can roll that dice like, a couple hundred times and never get that. It's just, that's just how those drop rates work. And they can, they can suck for some people, or they can be great for some people, like me, who tend to get things on the first two, three tries. Uh, <laughs> Um, but it's, it is literally just, they don't, 
they don't look at my profile and they're like, oh, she uses a lot of pink in her stuff. She's going to get a high percentage to get everything. It is, <laughs> it um, is absolutely randomized. So, so I, and I, I know, I know that's how they, they, they typically do it, but I also know for, um, other, other drops in, uh, I think specifically like anarchy and stuff like that, they did have a graduating, uh, percentage for, based on completions. If, if I recall correctly, uh, bagels, uh, Feel free to stop. You are correct. And I think the raid rocket launcher yeah. does have that factored in as well. I don't know what the per- exact but, percentage is. But are, so how does but... that do uh I, I guess where I'm going with my question here is um is is when when you have situations like that, is that like they track it to your account? Is that like a local thing that like the game uh reads uh from, from the server side and is like, oh okay, like tweak. So I had a I had a huge discussion with my partner about this, and a lot of it was like, what if this? What if this? What if this? Because um, I am not a strong player, and I die quite often. And we were thinking about how they program the mechanic for Flawless Raid Run, okay? Mm-hmm. So if there's, there's so many factors to this, is it tied to your account is it tied to your character is it tied to a cloud is it like they're depending on how they track it and without me looking at the programming i can't tell you that the reason i had these questions come up is because can you go through the entire raid on your hunter get to the last encounter switch to your titan and complete it on your titan and it still count well if that's true then can you bring in another player like how is how is this tracked how are they tracking these these being done is it your character is it your account uh, there's so much to it um is it one of those and so i know bagels has told me you can kick people in the middle of a raid and they can come back so it's not staying inside the raid either so it's not like one of those it's a full written code you have to stay inside because mm-hmm. people disconnect it happens. I, I do remember I do remember in D one I, I I think this lends I think to your to like the local tracking um mm-hmm. a little bit more. Just because remember in D one you could actually like disconnect from the internet briefly <laughs> and cheat cheat I think it was Crota. Yeah. He was like, Hold on, hold on, I'm just gonna disconnect my land cable like pop pop. <laughs> Like be right back, everyone. Like and yeah, so like that 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 makes me think the data is a little more local, like from where like the game is running it standpoint, or at least in D one, right? At least back then. Yeah. 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 So I haven't done enough research into flawless runs and how they're done and how people have completed it. I'd be curious to know if you can switch characters in the last. So for for you guys trying to do flawless last night, I was like, okay, well. What if they switch characters? Can it still count for them? If they if it tracks per account, can they hypothetically get three flawless runs with different characters then? And because it's not tracked as a continuation from like you have to all stay in the same group and not go to orbit at any point, then what if one person has to drop in an account and you bring someone else in? Do they get the completions as well? Like how is it written? And without looking at the code, there are so many factors that go into it, and Destiny saves so much data differently. Um, like tri- some triumphs are tied to a character, some triumphs are ca- tied to an account, and some triumphs are tied to being at a party with people. 
Mm-hmm. So there's so much that has to go into those that it, unless I was able to look at the code, I wouldn't know how how it's stored to know how to properly choose it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it, it's been a long discussion we had, like because there's there's and it's it, it won't be the same as D1 and how it's written and saved. Mm-hmm. And so without trial and error, you you wouldn't be able to know. And with a flawless run, it doesn't tell you flawless run like not complete when someone disconnects or when yeah it's, like, it's not like challenge failed in, in a challenge yeah. encounter in a raid it, yeah. it, you just die and it doesn't say anything uh, yeah, unlike so the... like the original uh flawless runs in d2 where it basically uh would kick you to orbit if if yeah. somebody died yeah so there's no trial and error to see what works and what doesn't it's it's you spend hours trying to get uh-huh. this completed and then all of a sudden nothing pops and you're like what the fucking hell? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we've had situations happen like that, not not on a flawless run, but on situations where you're like, and why didn't I complete this? I'm sorry. What what well, did I miss here? Just the other day when we were trying to do the uh, the triumph to kill the the within ninety seconds uh, on Europa, defeat all the the bosses to release the um, release the the skiff that's trying to escape in yeah. the, in that area that yeah. we the first time we tried to do it we were like why didn't this complete and then we we're like oh we probably have to kill all the bosses and release the, the skiffs release the skiff within 90 seconds uh because we did it did it wrong the first time and so mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just things like that it's tri- trial and error to try and actually figure out what the uh mechanics are behind it because you don't you don't see the programming. You can't. It's not the matrix. You can't see the the program behind the behind the game. D- Daily right. bagels for the last time. I know kung fu. <laughs> <laughs> Downloading something into your brain isn't reality. <laughs> you shut your um, whore mouth. You shut. <laughs> and it's it's a balance. So when we were doing the raid on D one, it's a balance of knowing as a game dev how things work. And knowing how Bungie does things. So I had a game dev with me in the same room who has never played a Bungie game before. Mm-hmm. So he was like, well, that probably has to work like this. I'm like, okay, well, yeah, that that yeah, that's probably how you would see it. Unfortunately, that's not how Bungie does things, but it is something <laughs> worth noting. Like, Bungie has their own way of doing, like, raids and mechanics and things like that. So little things like noticing at some point the music oh, that is such a big thing for Bungie is the music if the music mm-hmm. changes you have mm-hmm. to change something absolutely that is that is one of those background cues that people I, really don't notice because it's like subliminal at this point i um, love but, those audio cues they're they're fantastic yeah. in several of the raid encounters <laughs> yeah, it's um, one of the only times I turn my sound on. <laughs> the what really comes to mind is like the Crota encounter when the music mm-hmm. picks up when you pick up the sword and you're like, "Oh my god, this is getting exciting." It just builds right into the moment and you can you can feel feel the uh, like the power of the sword essentially at that moment. Yeah. Yeah, they've done a really good job with their music. Um the intensity, it will like continue getting intenser, more intense and more fast. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. as the encounter starts either you're losing or nearing the end of it <clears throat> I think that music is one of those things that people don't talk about a lot in video mm-hmm. games because people don't notice it very often 
Um, and if you do notice that usually it's a bad sign. <laughs> well, well, yeah. and I, I also yeah. I also want to point out though I think a lot of the way, especially in Destiny, that uh, fans consume the game is through streams, which is unfortunate because the streamers entertaining you the whole time. They're not yeah. they're not letting you listen to the game and really experience what it's like to play it. And this isn't a knock about any of that, but it's it's one of the things that I think is lost in uh, in that medium of uh, of enjoying the content. It's an unfortunate reality, less so a yeah. uh, um, yeah, more, like, more so a side effect of, of just how how a lot of streamers approach the game. It's like a it's like that it's like a it's like watching a movie with the commentary on. Like it's a different experience. It's also good, but it's kind of harder to watch the movie. Yep. Because of yeah. the commentary, like it's probably more rewarding to have seen the movie a couple times first. That's the only way to watch the movie. That's different. <laughs> That's completely, completely different. Yeah, I, I will definitely agree. And music is so, so important. And there's a couple video games that have done music so beautifully. Um, Kingdom Hearts does an orchestra. Sure that tours around the world with their music. So it, that's done very well and successfully. Um, Senna's Sacrifice, I think it's called. It's a one. It's a first-person game. Okay. Um, it is very punishing. It is different in the way that you, you have so many lives throughout the game, but you're actually not sure how many lives you have. And when you get your final death, it's a final death. It's a game, and you have to start from the beginning. Hmm. But it is one of those games that the I have never seen art so beautifully done and so magical that I was just lost in this world of watching this beautiful game. And it's it's not expensive. It's on PS4. Go for it and buy it. Try it out. Play the trailer and be hypnotized. <laughs> but if you're going to play it, play it with your headset on both ears. Because the main character hears voices that guide her and confuse her. And they're like voices of elders in the past. And people trying to help her and they it's not one sound it'll be like your left to your right or your right or your right and your left and and it's hypnotic and it's actually supposed to be really spooky and drive people a little insane because those voices are always there you just hear them more, more or less at different and when you're fighting and trying to like do combat and those voices are in your ears it's it's really hard to focus and uh it was a wonderful game to play uh, I did it for a project um, where I streamed playing it and showed people like, oh my gosh, these voices are literally just driving me insane. I feel like I'm like <laughs> schizophrenic or something. There's so many voices in my head right now. Um, but it was, it was one of those things that like when you start playing it, yeah, sound is important. Um, Outlast does that really well too. They have a heartbeat. When monsters around, that heartbeat ele elevates so that your heartbeat elevates. And it gets intense if you do it that way. If you play it with the sound off, it's a breeze. But if you play it the way it's intended with that sound, it's it's a whole different game. Yeah. Music is... You, you can do a whole podcast on music. <laughs> no, that's entirely fair. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I think, I think someone does. I think there is... Like a, <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think they have that. <laughs> yep. I wouldn't be surprised. So much goes into sound, and it's so people don't think about it. They don't appreciate it. But when you take that sound away from a video game, it's it's not the same anymore. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh well, bags. 
I think I'm out of. I mean, I'm happy to shoot the <laughs> shit with with uh, with Victoria all the time, but I don't know how many more on topic questions I can come up with that are learned. It's not just me. Like, so how does the sky? <laughs> <laughs> Sky is a skybox that you design. No, no, not even that. Not even that. Not even that cogent of a question. Just like, so in your game, why is the sky? Like, why is it that color? Or why did we make it look? No, just why is it? <laughs> How You didn't yeah. even have to have sky, but here we are. <laughs> uh, you got anything there, Buckaroo Banzai? I, I think I'm uh, ready to wrap this one up. Uh, so, Victoria, uh, we usually ask where, where to find you and um, oh, right. Twitter handles and the, the such forth. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, so... Where, where um, can your new fans find you? <laughs> I have new fans? Oh, yay. Um, <laughs> so, um, I'm on Twitter uh, for Victoria at Canuck. Uh, play. It's also at Victoria Canuck One. Um, the company I work for is Canuck Play. We make Maximum Football, which is your uh, American League, Canadian League football, mm-hmm. not the NFL, which is owned by EA. To be clear, <laughs> <laughs> it is a small little indie studio. And I'm also on Instagram, which is at Victoria Budding. Budding is spelled B U D I N G, not two Ds. Um, Besides being a game dev and a gamer in, like, every form I'm a gamer, I feel like, um, whether it's tabletop gaming or gaming on your console, um, I'm also a cosplayer, and so I do a lot of cosplay, um, and some of my gaming stuff will be on my Instagram page along with my cosplay. Mm-hmm. So I'm just your all-around big geek nerd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is, this is facts. um well thank you so much for being on our show with us and coming to hang out i know we just spent like five hours talking at each other just yesterday (laughs) yeah and you you came back for more (laughs) well being on your podcast was like just hanging out with you guys and talking stuff I, I just the only thing is is I talked more usually normally it's just uh, Taylor and Bagos going back and forth and being like uh-huh uh-huh okay yeah, uh, yeah that uh, sounds about right um, that's, that's how we get you we set you up we're like they're just gonna talk the whole time because they're so boisterous and I think I think that Taylor one might might have an issue with not I think it's just worth to talk but <laughs> that's how i get you then when you come on the show i'm asking you questions and feeding you jokes (laughs) it was a lot of fun thank you i'm glad you're i would i would do this again for sure yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i'm sure i'm sure that can be uh that can be arranged especially since we do other stuff together um and you know Mm -hmm. how to you know where to find us I, do. I have your phone number. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. She's got she's got more contacts than any other guest I think has ever had. So that's I can that's, get a hold of your partner. That's what I'm saying. Like that's 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 a threat. So and it has been used when when Taylor didn't get up for D and D. Oh no, a raid. It a was raid. a raid, and I was a nappy boy. <laughs> I needed some sleps. And I was, I rated better because of it. 
But okay. <laughs> okay. Um, that's all I got for today. Um, shout outs. Uh, I, I, uh, Victoria, you got any shout outs? Um, so I have to shout out to uh, the Mishnich, my boyfriend, because, yeah, like I said, I wouldn't be playing Destiny or uh, I wouldn't be a game dev without him. So that's really big and important to me, um, to our clan, because uh, I, again, probably would be with a sad clan that didn't like me as much in doing things. <laughs> <laughs> um, and to Tyler, who picks up my slack. <laughs> when I can't complete something, he helps me out all the time. So yeah, those are my shoutouts. <laughs> For what it's worth, it's not me. It's actually someone named Tyler. Yes. <laughs> Just so everyone knows, that is not. I don't help. I'm not. <laughs> don't be like that guy is so sweet. He helps. I do. I don't. <laughs> I don't. Um, well, that's that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Uh, shout out. Shout out to to Chris the Mishnock. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah, I um, oh, song every oh, time. don't, don't, don't tell him you did it. See how long it takes him to listen to this episode, <laughs> and then know, yeah. and he'll have to listen to the whole thing before he knows that you shouted at him out. It is true. Yeah. It's very true. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, pay, I'll be paying attention to our Canadian downloads. What <laughs> <laughs> um, pops up? Ping. <laughs> that's right. All right, we've got him. <laughs> okay um i uh ba- bagels yeah you got any shout outs buddy yeah yeah uh i, I want to give a shout out to the og clan the free glades uh with, without without them i would have never met such a fine group of people uh particularly you snuggle um and uh and chris and then we've got of course the the og members being tyler and damien and and jeff and and newt and all, all the crew um uh, there are there are a few others along the way, but uh, certainly that that crew is what uh, made Destiny special uh, to me. And mm-hmm. just uh, it's it's more more to me. It's about being with being with friends and uh, that are essentially family at this point. And I I greatly appreciate being with with a group of, of folks like that. And the new new clan, uh, uh, all those people. So it's it's uh. Um, just just an evolution of the that core group of people and and expanding the family in my in my opinion. So that's my shout out to uh, to, <laughs> yeah, my... to, uh, to Tommy's ghosts because cool cool group of people. My, mine's gonna be way less sweet because I'm the only one on the show right now who's not from that old clan. Um, <laughs> but sorry for stealing bags from you guys. <laughs> I'm... No, I'm... no, no! I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I, I, I I'm so joking. Uh, but we did that one time. So, uh... <laughs> but uh, I'm just, I'm just joking. You guys are great. Um, most, most of them are, are in, are in the ghosts now. Um, and those who aren't just like aren't playing. Um, I, I actually am in the free glades technically in Final Fantasy. So, <laughs> shout out to the rest of my free glade bros. Um, right there. Uh, just a little more personal shout out, I think, from me this week. I'm gonna give a shout out to everyone here in sharing in the, uh, the this lockdown with me. It's like being in your own little island here in DC, uh, leading up to inauguration, after uh, after what's already happened um, with uh, you know in, in insurrections and and uh, attempts at the Capitol here. So it's a really interesting time to be alive. There's national guards uh, down the streets, and you can't really drive anywhere, but. Uh, yeah. Um, Welcome to being part of the history books. Well, I mean, I feel like I'm that guy, like, I'm going to be like, my kid's going to be like, yeah, dad, so where were you? Were you in the sheets? Be like, no, I was in, I was at home. 
<laughs> I did not. This is why you're here, really, is because I. <laughs> <laughs> because I had nothing better to do, but. Yeah, no, I could have, but chose to be safe, and I had to work. So there was <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, so so shout out to uh, to everyone here in the city. Uh, just you know, stay safe, stay home. Uh, the there's 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 no public events, so anyone who's out. Um, uh, just you don't have to be <laughs> just stay home stay safe uh and and my shout outs to everyone uh doing that here and i hope they keep it up that's that's all i really got there um but aside from that uh you know thanks everyone for uh for for listening to us this week this was a special episode our first special episode of the new year mm-hmm, mm-hmm. actually so yeah you know you're the first episode special episode of 2021 Ooh. on the spin foil theory podcast <laughs> ever i'm the last one as part of the trump reign Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. oh i also just want to point it out there that um if there's any players that need a clan to play with you guys are free to reach out to our clan mm-hmm. we're mm-hmm. uh we're not like one of those like high and mighty people um bagels pretty much sherpas all of us through everything so if you need to learn something he he's a good job good does a good job of that um so feel free to always contact us and say like hey i'm looking for a clan i really like playing on ps4 or pc or ps5 and um and we'll help you out we have a little bit of presence on on xbox now too but with crossplay coming i'm I'm sure that'll go and honestly like even if you're not sure about like clan commitments but you would like to uh, play with us if you just want to like hit up the pod and come to the temp chat it's it's a I, I think it's been a while since we've said it but it's not like a secret place you no. can come <laughs> it's it's really like there i think yeah there's 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 it's it's a very welcoming very cool like little lfg community with a it's all about just being very real, active. open and, and friendly with everybody so yeah absolutely they're they're very very silly in temp chat very silly all the time <laughs> yeah, the temp chat the temp chat is not just a clever name <laughs> it's, it's very, very, very cool. All right. Um. But yeah. Uh. You know. Always. Always. Always glad to potentially pull more ghosts. So that's that, that works for me. Um. Well, with that, everyone. You know, stay safe out there. Uh. If and, and I know there's a lot of we we tend to avoid it on the show in our own little lore bubble. Uh. But I know there's a lot of drama with the Destiny community right now, man. Hey. As far as we're concerned, if you're loving playing Destiny, love it. If you need to take a break, play another game. Do it. You won't hurt our feelings. Mm-hmm. Do it. That, I think that's great. I think it's good to, you know... In, it's like, healthy to branch out. Yeah, it's healthy to branch out, and, like, no one said you had to play one game for the rest of your life. Like, I always hate that, like, well, I have nothing to do. It's like, you don't... You, okay, like, that's like having a, a closet full of clothes and saying you have nothing to wear. There's nothing you can think to put together. There's no outfit that you're able to create. That doesn't mean you got nothing. No, Taylor B. I will wear my overalls and no shirt every day of the week, and you will like it. I wouldn't have a job if people only play Destiny. <laughs> so, you see what I mean? Like, put that out there. Yeah, like, like it's okay to do other stuff. Like, it's I, I, I think even I think even Bungie would be like, no, please, please, like <laughs> once in a while, sure. Like, yeah. Um. So yeah, like in, enjoy yourself, have fun, branch out, have different experiences, uh, or just keep playing Destiny. I'm not gonna tell you how to live your life. Just fucking have fun. <laughs> uh, but with that, everyone, uh, stay safe. Love y'all. See you next time. Bye bye. Bye. Bye! That's the end of this week's topic, but be sure to check out our past and future episodes on Spotify, iTunes, and Podbean. If you have any questions about this week's topic, 
want to discuss Destiny lore with us, or if you just feel like reaching out to us, you can find us on Twitter at SpinfoilTheory, or you can email us via SpinfoilTheory at gmail.com. Thanks for listening!